Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we have a chat to Canadian actress Jessica Amley, who you may know playing Mallory Wells in the TV show Heartland. We of course talk about Heartland, but also about the other things she has done since leaving the show. That is including being a court-appointed youth advocate. Very, very interesting story to talk about today. So let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month. And in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Raise it up. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Irish. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. It's Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving It Up. Raving It Up. Raving oh, Raving up. Fun. <laughs> Hashtag Lauren Rave It Up. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. Raving. We're raving it up. Jessica, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you going today? Thanks for having me. Um, I'm, I'm going so good. I mean... It's sunny outside, near the ocean, uh, so I can hear the waves very, you know, faintly in the distance. Oh, so, so um, I'm jealous. So relaxing. <laughs> You're in Sydney. You you got like the best waves in the world. Well, I'm like an hour away from the best waves in the world. I wish uh, okay. that would be nice if I lived closer. <laughs> but as you said, yeah, Sydney. behind my head right now, for your view, I've got the waves behind me. So it makes me feel it's a bit very calmer. true. <laughs> yes. Well, very Malibu. I'm so glad to finally have you on the show. Like ever since I listened to your interview with our mutual friend, Graham Wardle on his podcast, Time Has Come, I was like, I need to have her on. And because Graham, I don't know if he has told you, he's been on our show like three times. He just loves it. <laughs> he just keeps coming on, which is fantastic. We love having him. But also right. we interviewed, uh, I, I want to say pretty much nearly all of the Heartland cast now. And you were like one of the only ones we hadn't interviewed yet. <laughs> I need to join the club. I'm getting on the bandwagon. I mean, Graham three times, um, you're doing something right. Because Graham has his own podcast. So he wants to be on your podcast. And he's busy enough, right? Working together. (laughs) Yeah, he's always got things going on. Yeah, so you you know you're on a good show if he's been on three times. Even Cindy Busby, she's been on twice. So you you had to come on eventually. And I love Graham. Yeah, Uh, me too. They're really good people. Yeah. Well, I got to keep the Heartland people happy too. So I was like, I need to have Jessica on. Mallory. Woo. (laughs) 
But before Harry we, Wells. yeah, I know. But before we talk about Heartland, I'd actually love to get to know you a little bit better and start from sure. the beginning, if that's okay, to get a good idea of how you've made it to where you are today. You started acting at a very young age. So was it about being at the right place at the right time? Did a talent agent find you? How did you get into it? Or did your parents push you into it? <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's a good question. Um, that is a lot of, like, mo- most of the cases for my um, child's acting friends. Um, it was their parents' idea because their kids were cute or whatever. And they're like, oh, my kid mm. could do that. Um but my mom, you know, we have nobody in the industry, um, you know, no one in our family either with my dad. Um, but I was doing swimming lessons and competitive dancing. And I told my mom um, I wanted to do what Mary-Kate and Ashley did. And because um, I watched all the mystery movies and Full House is like my favorite. And so um, she luckily enough, there was an acting agency next door to my dance studio. And so my mom went next door and was like, hey, my, my kid wants to do what Mary Kay and Ashley do, like act. And um, he was like, okay, we can send her out for a few auditions. And so I started auditioning, um, which was a lot of fun for me. It, it was always fun, yeah. which is why I think there's longevity um, for my love with acting. Yeah, definitely. Do you kind of It started think from a that, good place. Yeah, do you think kind of because you mentioned competitive dancing too. Do you kind kind of think that helped a little bit because it was already a little bit in that entertainment industry? That's a good question. Um Yeah, I think I liked performing. Um but I've never done anything where I've had to dance and I I actually got put in that because it was such a competitive like dance um, dance classes that, um, at one point the head of the dance studio was cause auditions had me so busy and then commercials had me so busy, hmm. um, that I had to pick between acting and dancing. I actually had to pick at first between swimming lessons and acting cause I was doing too much. Hmm. Um, so I picked acting, which I say is a good thing because I'm no Michael Phelps. <laughs> and then <laughs> with the dance Thing. It was really hard for me, um, but I, I did pick acting because there was just no way. Because um, I think they were asking like three ballet classes and there's no way I could have kept up with acting. So I had to pick acting and I'm happy you did. I'm happy you did too. All of your fans are oh, as well. Thanks. Looking back upon your career, we're like, wow, that could have maybe not happened if she decided to go down the other path. Right. Crazy to think about. <laughs> Yeah, and I wasn't naturally like a dancer either. So mm. I feel like uh, instinctually I was like, I think this is the right bet for my future. Yeah. Well, look, there's a child's IM- decisions, you know. Because looking at IMDb too, like it said your first gig was in 2001. You would have been like, what, seven around that time? <laughs> I think I was six. I think it was just before my seventh birthday that I did um a tv show because I went from commercials to television um and then I actually went union at I think 10 years old and so I quit commercials at 10 I think I did like 60 plus well I did like 60 plus commercials I did a lot of commercials I'm 10 and then I was was firing (laughs) 
I did. I really did. I retired from commercials. Um, yeah, no, my mom, because you watch monitors, right, too, um, like when we're filming. And my mom was behind the monitor. And I stared at the camera through because I knew my mom was watching me. Like, and I just gave her like a look. And my mom's like, well, I think this is Jessica's last commercial, everybody. Like, <laughs> She knows me so well. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I think she's done. I think we're yeah. good on the commercials. So, she's had yeah, enough. Retire. Mm. Yeah, she's had enough. I'm like, oh, I'm jaded. Like, uh, I'm 10 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Oh, you're so funny. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. So since Heartland, you've actually studied acting, I was hearing in the interview with Graham. Did you find that helped a lot? Do you wish you kind of started that even earlier? Well, actually, Graham is the person who turned me on to my first acting um, studio. Um, at the time it was called, uh, oh, at the time it was called Cucumber Satellite. It's in Vancouver. Now it's Railtown Actors Studio. Highly recommend for, um, new young actors. Cause, um, they're really, you don't want to have bad habits. I had a lot of bad habits because I grew up, um, filming. And so mm-hmm. I never studied before, you know, by the time I was 16, I was on Heartland all the time. I had a pretty good list of um, projects that I had done and so I was like oh I'm good like I got this whole acting thing and they kind of like opened up wounds and like threw salt in it and were like you know stop covering your face and like all these bad habits I got um, and so that was extremely beneficial so and Graham was like oh this studio is great and so I started there when I was 16 almost 17 and then um, I moved to LA when I was 18 to Um, yes study and I think that was crucial for me and to answer your question like yeah I do wish I started earlier but um, at least I started because I know some Mm. actors who are um, who've never really studied and I think that it's um, incredibly important to grow Mm. as a human as and as an actor especially if you want to keep getting different roles too. You didn't want to just keep getting roles that are just like Mallory. You wanted to expand. Yeah, I don't think I can ever have another role like Mallory. I mean, she's such an interesting character Mm. that, um, and you know, it's hard to say that she's even a character because I have so much of me intertwined with her, but we are very different uh, people. Yeah. Very different people. Um, but there's a lot about Mallory that, um, I wish I was more like, and there's a lot about Mallory that I wish she was more like me, you know, like it's, it's the give and take it's human. It's good that you can put your own self into the character as well. I think. Yeah. I mean, that can also be tricky too, because you don't want to take things personally. So sometimes, especially when I was like 12, 13, I would read the scripts And if I didn't like the storyline or I didn't, you know, um, like what Mallory was saying, I would take it personally. But that's just because I was a kid, you know? Now when I read scripts, I'm like, oh, good. Like, you know, she's murdering people. That sounds fun. Like fake blood (laughs) and like all of this stuff. But with Mallory was, I did take it personally. So a lot of the emotions of Mallory um, were my emotions as a young person. And so now looking back on it, I think it is a good thing because it made it made Mallory more empathetic to young teens mm, and kids. Definitely. So I, I love Mallory. 
Yeah. I, I love seeing the passion as you're talking about it. You can definitely see you love it so much. I think an important question though yeah. is, was there any other careers that you wanted to pursue when you were younger too? You said obviously not that best of a swimmer. I don't think you could have done it competitively right. or anything. Don't know about the dancing. Was there anything else like on the back of your mind? Like, oh yeah, plan B, I'm going to be, I don't know, an accountant or something. <laughs> right. You know, I, I always kind of, um, I've always had an interest in psychology um, and rehabilitation and therapy. And I think that's something I can still pursue and, and I do pursue um, but it'll always be um, a, a side project. Yeah. It can never be everything. But besides being um, a therapist, um, yeah, there, there really is. Besides advocacy, there's nothing that um, tickles my fancy. Yeah, like acting. that's good. You've gone down the right yeah. path. The universe was like, this is your path, Jessica. Go down it. Right. <laughs> and you've done it. <laughs> Not a swimmer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go down the, the road then, maybe? That might be a better word. Yeah, right. Yes. yes. <laughs> Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. Looking for the most comfortable and fashionable gym clothes around? Introducing Gym XO. They are an eco-friendly brand from the UK. Gymwear made from recycled materials. Pick from some really cute gym sets, tops, bottoms, and there are even options for curvy women. Get 30% off today with free shipping by using our discount code RAVEITUP30 at checkout. Go to gymxo.co.uk today. That is gymexo.co.uk. So since a lot of Heartland fans are listening today, I guess we better talk a little bit more about Heartland. They're probably just let's, like, oh my God, just get, get into it, it already. <laughs> How did questions. You, I know. How did you originally come across Heartland? And was Mallory someone you automatically connected with? As you said, you kind of took some things personally. <laughs> you must have been like, oh yeah, I can easily play this character because she's me. <laughs> right. Um, yes. Mallory was different for me as a young person because she was very outspoken, um, very in everybody's business. And I was uh, more opposite, more reserved. Um, you know, I, I, liked, I liked to think of myself as like polite and professional. And so that's how I was. And that's how that was like my work ethic that made life on set easier for me if, you know, I was in my own kind of world. But with Mallory, everybody's business is her business and so that that for me was fun mm -hmm. and it was funny and she was sarcastic and dry and um nosy and like borderline annoying <laughs> like I remember like reading the first season they used to have like blogs I don't know if they still have these like Heartland blogs they have Heartland blogs and um like on the Heartland CBC website and I would read like like Mallory's kind of funny, but she gets really annoying, like 
Mallory should stay out of everyone's business. Why does Mallory have to do this? And I remember being like, oh, like, why, why don't they like Mallory? But I was like, but I can't stop. Like, there's no turning back. I'm just, <laughs> I have to be more, you know? And so I think I just like accentuated it. Um, but I, I read Mallory and I was like, okay, I can do this. Um, I went from one CBC pilot and then they, I actually wasn't originally in the pilot of oh. Heartland. They added me in, uh, later cause they needed someone in a younger age group because everyone was 15. I think Amy's 15 when the show starts 15 or 16. And so, um, they needed someone in like the 10 to 12 category. Mm -hmm. And so um, I met with Heather. I don't think I think Heather, the showrunner. Um, I, I don't know if she was sold on me at first, but I think CBC was like, no, like it'll work out. And then I met with Heather and she was able to explain Mallory to me and really like dive into because she came up with Mallory. Mallory was um, because all the other characters came from the book um, at the time. And so Mallory was her invention. So I think it was really close to her heart. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that once I got who Mallory was, um, I, I, I got the show because, because of Heather, because mm. she could have been like, nope, but it's because she was so sweet and patient and, um, she explained things really well. And so it became like an objective of mine to like protect this character for Heather. Oh, that's sweet. I love that. <laughs> and it must've been really funny, like behind the scenes. Cause you said you're a little bit more reserved. And then as soon as the cameras start running, okay, cool. Now I can be in everyone's business. <laughs> totally. Um, and she got to say things that I just never in a million years, like insulting people, but like non-intentional, just being like yeah. so blunt and honest. Um, but like, yeah, like I wish I had a girl growing up next door named Mallory that was always coming over, always knocking on the door. Like she kept things interesting. Yeah. And she stole a ring. Didn't she steal like Lou's ring or remember she stole a wedding ring and then she lost it. That could have been like season two, but she just got it to a lot of shenanigans. And I'm being like, no one would do this. And then I'm like, yeah, Mallory would Mallory would do that. Mallory would do that. Uh, that was something I loved about her, though. She was just so blunt and honest. And you're like, oh, I wish I didn't have a filter and I could just be like her. That'd be great. Right? <laughs> oh, it's fun. It's that a good you way to, to live that. life. Yeah, 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 it's really fun. Um, and then obviously, be sometimes you just got to be honest. I mean, there is ways to sugarcoat things, but. Yeah, there's no sugarcoating with Mallory, but she genuinely wanted to help everybody too. It wasn't like she was being malicious. She yeah. was always just trying to get down to the bottom of it. Like, if you two love each other, like, be together. Like, are you guys stupid? Like, be <laughs> together. Like, just so passionate about her opinions. Um, I feel like Mallory would be a really good politician. Oh, yeah, definitely. And as you said, she has the right intentions. She does care, and she's just trying to she help cares. people out. Instead of having the right. drama, just sort it out <laughs> right and also her being a an only child I think that she missed the family dynamics and so this was like her way of integrating into um the Fleming family or mm. Bartlett as well um it was just her way of finding her place was to get close to everybody 
as close as possible, even if that was, you know, digging into <laughs> the truth. I'm going to get in there. <laughs> she always did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And did you already ride horses as well? Or was that something you had to learn on the job? I did. <coughs> Easy. I, um, I'd been riding horses practically my whole life. My parents had a farm just before I was born. Um, but they didn't really have a farm. They just had horses. Um, I think the first time on my, on a horse, actually, my mom had me in her lap and we were just walking around and the horse bucked up oh, no. and my mom fell off the, uh, horse and she landed with like me in the air like holding me like I was Simba and um that was my first experience and then uh my best friend growing up she had a horse and so and then I worked at a barn um so I really um me and my three best friends we worked at a barn uh for like a year when we were like just before Heartland we were like 11 years old um and so yeah I had tons of experiences uh with horses and bolting, actually, we were working at the barn so we could get free bolting lessons. Yeah, um, definitely helpful. And it was very helpful. And then um, I, I I learned jumping on Heartland um, because I wasn't I I had before, but I wasn't comfortable looking as confident as um, I was supposed to. Although Mallory ended up like falling. Like a hundred times, it's like I'll just she do cannot a realistic stick a landing. For you. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Um, but yeah, I I loved horses and the whole like family dynamic of the show. It was really easy for my family and um, myself to be comfortable with what I'd be spending the next few to ten years ten doing. Years. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, the, the horses were a definite bonus. Also the horses, um, were owned by John Scott, who is Jake Church's grandpa. Oh. And so that's how Jake got brought into the show. Cause he was on set all the time. And he was this like real, I mean, he's the real deal, like authentic cowboy. Mm -hmm. And so because of the horses, Mallory, uh, found her husband. Yeah. It's so cute, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad they put that in the storyline right and I was like when they told me I knew it was gonna be Jake because he was he was Jake you mm -hmm. know um and I was like 12 and I'm like I took one of the producers aside I'm like because I knew Jake he was my friend and I was a kid and so I was like you just have to promise me I don't have to kiss him and they were like they were like yes yes like you won't have to kiss them. Not and then yet. I think they were, yeah, exactly. They were like, ah, she'll be fine in a couple of years. That'll work out. Um, it totally did. Jake to this day is one of my favorite people on oh. the planet. So I got really lucky with that. And his family is the best, the churches. How the was people. it actually, speaking of that, how was it actually kissing on being filmed on camera was that like really awkward do they be are they like so specific it's like oh turn your head this way okay do it again or do it slower or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah there is like awkward little things like that like hold your faces and then hold it it'll feel weird but like hold for three seconds and you're like oh. but the first kiss I, I had on heartland was actually Graham, and that was terrifying but Graham is like the sweetest human on planet earth and he was like 
I was like, like I like I was like 12 years old and, and Mallory runs up and she kisses Ty and uh but grandma's so great about it he was like just don't even think about it being me and like um it's just the peck it's like if you were to come up and like high five me like it's nothing <laughs> don't even think about it. so grandma's just standing there like this <laughs> like <five years. laughs> like right before and she's like <laughs> you know trying to like he was so uncomfortable but he was great um but that was absolutely terrifying because you know graham's like my idol like cool tie biker dude and i'm like eh, maybe he was my first kiss he could have been really wow yeah that's intense it was terrifying it was absolutely terrifying and i had to run up i'm like what if i bonk his head like <laughs> what if i do something weird it was terrifying but i got through it and then the next kiss I had on Heartland, it was with Badger and this butterfly. It was a real butterfly. It like flies across us, but it, they used a real butterfly. Um, and the butterfly, when they let it go, it went on my head and I like freaked out. And so that was like my first like actual kissing experience on screen. And I, I screamed and ran, Lovely. literally. Scared the guy, why don't you? <laughs> Are yeah. you screaming at me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Just a butterfly. Oh, my goodness. They are some funny stories that we wouldn't have heard unless you were on. So thank you very much. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, my pleasure. Yeah. All my horror stories for your enjoyment. That's what you're here for. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I'm guessing you kind of watch those seasons back and you cringe a little bit. Like, ooh. I can't believe I did that. Oh, look how young I am. <laughs> right? I, I feel like um, I'm, like, waiting to rewatch Heartline because sometimes, like, like the, the pilot and, like, the second episode, like, it still, like, warms my heart, but I don't want to, like, I'm going to wait another, like, five, ten years, and then I'll, like, actually go through the series, but I haven't done that in so long that um, I know it's overdue, but I'm just, like, letting it be there like a safety blanket mm. but if I'm ever like oh I miss it like I can I can watch it again and not remember it you know it would be like watching it all over again like completely now yeah being like an audience member really not knowing what's right. gonna happen yeah oh I love that even when I like f- finished all the seasons and then I had to wait for the new one because you know they were all filming and I was like right I'm gonna start from the beginning again and I'm like wow like you just watched the recent stuff and you're like oh my god you guys look so young it's so cute (laughs) right all of us I mean Amber was just 18 I think Graham was like 23 or something he was really young we were all I was 12 we were all really young and that made it um a lot of fun that must have even made that kiss with Graham even more awkward because he was a lot older as well. Right. That's <laughs> why like a he big brother. Was... Exactly. And that's why he was uncomfortable. He's like, this is so weird. Like, why, why would they write this in? And I'm like, tell me about it. Like, I don't know what to do, you know what I mean? Um, we got a exactly hard job. <laughs> right. It was exactly that because he was an older brother Mm-mm. figure. And so it was just this like really weird thing. Um, but they were also really good at including me the, to the best of their abilities because of such an age difference, but they're, they were all I had, um, mm. on set. 
closest to my age and they they did a good job of um integrating me into the group so i always felt included um while still being you know too old to be like my friend yeah. they were like more mentors i would say oh that's really uh, michelle too and 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 sean i mean sean's you know however oh, many years older but oh we were chatting for like, I think he, nearly half an hour to an hour after our interview ended, just because he's just so lovely and we're getting along so well. <laughs> so he really is a very rare human being. Like he's, his heart is so innocent, you know, like mm. he really cares passionately about everybody and, and what he does in the storylines. Like uh, it's rare to have actors like Sean because he's different. In, in the way. best way possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's just not your typical actor, you know? Like, he has none of that attitude. He's very, like, um, down-to-earth, like, homegrown, like, good, like, good person. Mm. And I, I, I think I was closest to Sean than anybody. Because he really did become, like, uh, although he's not old enough to be my grandpa, because he ages himself for Jack. But he did yeah, become like a grandpa figure to me, hmm. right? Um, because he has that soul, that old soul. Yeah, he sure with does. the energy of Sean. It's a lot of energy. Yeah, you can just definitely tell it's kind of him on the screen, but just aged. Just aged, right? Yeah. Oh, I miss his one-liners and like his, like when he would do that with like his mustache. <laughs> he would do like little side smirk with his mustache. Yep. Like, hmm, like Mallory. <laughs> and I heard he was such a perfectionist too. Like he was the one that wanted to redo his lines. <laughs> oh, for sure. If it didn't feel, if something was off, you know, he would just like, he would really get all of us to like hone in, like, let's figure this out. Like we can do this. Like we'll make it right. You know? Yeah. Um, and I respected that because like I said, he takes his job passionately. Mm. And so everything mattered, which, you know, when the sun's going down, it's like, ah, but then um, it's always worth it because you watch it back and you're like, okay, Sean, Sean was right. Mm. They well, needed that moment. With how big the show became too. And it's like, they, they say it's become the longest running one hour TV drama in Canadian history. That, that shows like that. It is such an incredible show that's just kept going for that long that you need that quality. It's not just like those other shows that, oh, yeah, I can do without it. (laughs) Right. No, it's really in the details, which I think um, I think the audience and the the fans really picked up on where if you just started watching the show, you might not. But Mm -hmm. when you know, when you begin to know these people and they become so familiar to you, it really is about all the little details like that keeps people engaged because it's like, hmm, what's Jack actually going through? Why did he just make that expression? What's going on? And mm-hmm. so the it, Heartland is very character heavy. Um, I mean, it's story heavy too, but I, I think a, a lot of it is um, the trust the audience has for the characters and the predictability um, of knowing um, they are who they are. Like Jack, we're always going to expect to do the good thing. Um, you know, always be the bigger person because we rely on that and it gives comfort. And I think that Heartland can be like a safe place to go to 
um, when you just need that, when you just need um, that like stability to watch, mm. you know, there's a lot of murder mystery shows and all of this. And I, I love all of them. And um, I like working on them too. But there's something about comfort with Heartland that it feels safe to people because they trust the characters. Um, so Sean was always right with with that, with being particular. Yeah, and you kind of watch it and you go, oh, they're just like my family. Like there's something to relate with every single character. And as you said, you fall in love with them. Like how heartbroken pretty much every single Heartland fan was when Graham left, it shows. People are like, what's the show without Ty? Like, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I found out about Graham leaving. I think my mom told me, someone told me, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, and what then, are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, and then I saw Graham um, a couple months later. We went walking um, on the seawall in Vancouver. We were just checking in, um, and we were going to do his podcast. And I was like, you know what, like, Graham did everything he could yeah. for the show. And I feel like he needs to go back to Graham because what a like crucial time of life to commit yourself to a character, you know, early 20s into mid 30s. Um, I was proud of him. I mean, doing Me 14 years, I think 14 years on a show I mean, that's an incredible thing. Most people don't stay at a job for a year. Yeah. I mean, he stayed committed for it. And like, it's commendable to all the original cast of the show. It's just like um, really commendable to keep growing with the character and in the process growing as a human because Graham um, is doing really great and he's really healthy. And so that he was able to sustain that and be on the other side of Heartland and still be good, it, yeah. it's impressive. And I think it's actually really important. So yeah, I felt I thought Graham was amazing how, how long he stood with Heartland. And I think that's because he does respect his cast and crew and he loves the fans. And I think that's mm. like the main thing. And so, yeah, I, I, I thought that was, like whoa I remember just being like whoa yeah I was shocked but I was very proud of him and I was like oh I you know needed to have him on again and because heaps of fans were like obviously distraught but they're also going you know oh my god that's so selfish of him how could he leave and I'm like and you know guys just listen to us we're both friends with him we we know the real story and that he needed to go and grow as as you just said Jessica like especially for you know 20s to mid 30s that is such a prime time of your life and he's just right. one character he wants right. to go do other things um right and he, and he shared too. that he shared that time with everyone yeah. and so it's not something that it's private there's no there's no privacy about it he's He's playing Ty, but it's still him. And so it's like um, a well-deserved um, step back. Yeah. You know? And he I don't think he's break. ever not going to be involved. Yeah, no, seriously. And I don't think he's never, he's, he's always going to be involved with the fans and with the Heartland community because he genuinely cares. It's just that um, he's not allowed freedom 
And he definitely deserves that. So I think he, sometimes in life, you have to make decisions that not everyone is going to like. And it's hard to feel like you're letting people down, but everybody has their own life and they're responsible for their own happiness. And that's what Graham did is he took responsibility for his happiness. Not that he wasn't happy doing the show, but he needed to be happy not doing the show. And he mm. found that. And that's, that's incredible. Yeah, I'm, yeah, very, we're proud of Graham. We are. Very I couldn't proud. have said that better myself, Jessica. Sorry. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm good. Glad. So you left around 2013, I've written down here, because you obviously, just like Graham, wanted to go and explore other ventures. And you certainly have, because even between 2017 and 19, you're in the Netflix show Greenhouse Academy as Jackie, series regular for seasons one and two, and then just a guest role for season three. I haven't gotten around to watching it yet, I'll be honest, but I'd love to know, how was your experience being on a Netflix show? Because I've heard from some people and kind of like Disney, like they like things specifically. Is that true? Disney is a good way to put it, but Netflix has less control over their productions because they have more, unless it's a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, um, they have independent productions. Yeah. But if you have a Disney film, usually it's a Disney production where this is like um, basically independent contractors is is what they're hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do have like control over what it's going to be rated, what the content is going to be, but they don't really have a control over the production. Mm. So I think it's similar and different. Netflix is incredible. Um, Oh, it's changed the world now, hasn't it? (laughs) It really, like, it's so incredible. Like, I love Netflix. Um, I just, I didn't really have, like, the normal Netflix experience because we were shooting in Israel, in Tel Aviv. So that was an experience. Um, I mean, as soon as I read the role, I, I've always wanted to go to um, Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. And so I, I, her name is Jackie. I immediately clicked with her. She's like this convict, juvenile, pickpocketing. Like she uh, would un- undo locks and stuff. Like she was kind of a genius at breaking into like banks and like all of these things. Um, and I was like, sweet, like that would be fun. And then, you know, spending three months in Israel, that was incredible, hectic. I mean, it, it was insane. <laughs> it was traveling. I mean, to work. that's great. <laughs> it was a lot. It was it was long days. Um, a bunch of kids. We were working really hard. Um, and Tel Aviv is one of the most amazing places I've ever been to. Um, I highly recommend people for travel. Um, the food is really great. But yeah, that was a very interesting experience. But I made a lot of really good friends. Um, and it was fun. It was fun shooting somewhere random. Different, yeah. Well, very hopefully different. it's the first of many Netflix shows for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I have a few Netflix auditions, actually, that I Ooh, should do this Fingers week. crossed for you. Yeah, no, Netflix uh, Heartland's is on Netflix production. now too, but. But it'll always be CBC in my heart. Yes. Oh, that's very beautiful. You phrase it that way. <laughs> oh, that's nice. 
Uh, but yeah, ne- I think Netflix actually like blew up Heartlands in a much bigger way than well, any yeah. any of us could have anticipated. Well, especially for us here in Australia, like otherwise, we is that how you watch? watch yeah. Oh wow! So thank you, I Netflix. <laughs> Thanks, Netflix. I know in certain countries they would have it on cable, um, but yeah, Netflix. Thanks, Netflix. Netflix makes every show go global. It's fantastic. Right. I mean, we have to wait a lot longer here in Australia, but, you know, luckily. Oh, that's even Canada. When I'm in Canada, I, like, lose a lot of the shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's like like taking the plane there. That's the time that (laughs) things transfer. (laughs) You know, it's like they have to transfer the file or through plane. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, right. Luckily, we work in the entertainment industry, though. We can get a lot of things earlier, which is great. So grateful for my job. Amazing. Yeah. No kidding. Hey, guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bully or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now, and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneeffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. So another very interesting venture I wanted to talk to you about today is something you actually spoke to Graham about in your interview. See, I'm just grabbing a lot of stuff from that. So thanks, Graham. (laughs) Is I I think such an important topic to talk about today is about being a court-appointed special youth advocate. Can you please tell our audience what that involves, what you do? And then I've got some questions for you about it as well. For sure. Um, So a lot of youth and young people who um are you know subjected to abuse specifically in sex trafficking which is being put in a situation where um sex but i consider it rape especially when it's it's assault when it's someone um that is a youth um where that is traded for money um and so sex trafficking can seem like something that only happens uh, internationally or it's, but it can be happening in hometowns. It's basically someone not having the right to get out of a situation. Um, mm-hmm. 
or someone being put in that situation regardless. Um, and so what a court-appointed special advocate does is uh, fit the needs in whatever way possible um, for the survivor. Because when a youth has to testify against a PIM or um, somebody that assaulted them, the Johns, and this is why um, the, the survivors, um, you know, can go to juvie and get punished and all these things because there's no John to go to. And so when a survivor is actually able to um, be a witness to try and prosecute um, these pimps, uh, John individuals, criminals, um, they get put in a situation where, you know, they have the cops talking to them. And the cops um, do not have an easy job navigating that. Um, trying to gain the survivor's trust. So, you know, um, because they're fearful for their life that this person's going to retaliate. And so Mm -hmm. trying to make the victim feel safe. And then you have the lawyers who are just trying to get the information to actually prosecute. Um, And so sometimes the um, survivor can get lost in the shuffle of that. Their needs aren't being met because the, the, the officials, I mean, the, the attorneys and the, um, the police, they're trying to do the right thing for this survivor, but they can't be sitting around um, or picking up the phone whenever the survivor needs. They have to do what they can to protect. And so what a court-appointed special advocate does is just attends to the needs of the victim. No other job, no other purpose than to emotionally support and Mm. I thought that was really incredible because I mean going through the criminal justice system there's so much that you're so confused about and you have no idea and you're kind of just like pushed into all these different situations and that's why a lot of the survivors go you know what I'm done I don't want to do this anymore and they get taken back in um, to sex trafficking because they're not finding the outlet and they're scared um you know, isolated. Um, and so I, I, it just stood out to me because I've been through situations and um, I'm confused and don't know how to, you know, the criminal justice system and all of this and having someone to go, you're not crazy. You're doing the right thing. Um, this is normal. This is okay. It's, um, it gives you the drive and the support to keep going. Um, and that's what we need is we need more survivors um, standing up for themselves. Definitely. Um, and we need to supply all the things possible to, um, help them stand up. Mm. As you said before, it's kind of like being a big brother, but in the court system, cause you're also legally allowed to be in the room for them to support them. Right. Right. Um, and cause I, yeah, I did look at other ways too. I'm like, how can I be an advocate? Um, but there is no other way without going through the CASA program to legally sit beside the person, um, the survivor in court. And so, because I can talk about it after with yes. the survivor, but I'm not allowed saying anything while in court um, unless it's to console or to answer questions um, to whoever I'm there for. Mm. And so, so how, I think that was a good... How long does the, it take the courses, to do the study? It's pretty, it's, it's hefty. Like you really, like I filled out an entire notebook wow. of pages of notes. Cause you have to take a test. Um, Cause they can't just let anybody 
you know, do something like this. You have to study and um, know what you're talking about. And these are skills that I'll have with me for the rest of my life. And a lot of, you know, the statistics and the reality of the situation, it's pretty shocking. So it made me more passionate taking this course um, about um, sex trafficking awareness and, um, and advocacy. Mm. I'm so proud of you. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I was like, Aww, needs to be more, really nice. more people like you in the world, like paying it forward and supporting other people that are going through this sort of stuff. Because sometimes, as you said, you can just feel so alone. Right. And then there's never, um, there's never a need for that because there's, there's always going to be people um, that are behind the curtains fighting for you. Um, and I think that's the message I would like anyone to hear listening to this is that it can be very lonely dealing with trauma and abuse. Um, but you just like pull back the curtain, like let the light in um, and Google, Google advocacy, Google people that will have your back because um, there's no reason to feel awkward or uncomfortable um, about wanting to speak up and stand for your truth. And also it's guys and girls. This is not female specific. It is non-binary. Abuse is, um, it's everywhere and it's rampant. And I don't think we'll ever be able to fully stop it, but I think we can make big changes. And I think we already have with Me Too and there's a lot going on, but things can trend and then they fall out. And Mm. this is something that it's not, it's not, it shouldn't be a trend. It should be a way of life. Like we need to change and, and change is only, brought by education so I think educating ourselves and our school system will prevent a lot of people from being put in these bad situations but sometimes they're inevitable let's give them the education they need to um, get through it Mm. well I was gonna ask you what else can we do so you've already answered that (laughs) oh good dealing with so much like PTSD and probably hearing some of these like horrifying stories being with these people does it ever take a toll on you like do you still look after your mental health does it ever get you down yeah I think that that is totally normal like um it can be it's like secondhand trauma Mm. um and that's why like we're, we're taught to take care of ourselves, to have therapists, because to talk to um, other counselors and other advocates. So we're not alone. It's the, it's the same kind of process that survivors take is to share, not be alone. And that's kind of what, that's what therapists should be doing. That's what, because it, it is a lot, but um, it's never too much because it, the, the reward is so much greater, but I would, it wouldn't be human of me to say that it doesn't affect me. It's how mm-hmm. to handle, um, those situations to be better there for someone else. I love that. You're really paying it forward. I, 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 can, just, I can see your heart. I, I know that sounds weird, but like, it's so beautiful just to see that you're putting them first. And as you just said, the reward is so much greater than, you know, the secondhand stuff that you're getting. Oh, that's sweet. Um, and seeing someone's heart is not weird. That was nice too. Oh, thanks. I, I think that's the first time I've ever said that. So I'm glad the first time was that's with you. <laughs> oh, good. So I'm really glad I brought that up. So guys, make sure if you are going through something like that too, as, you, as Jessica just said, 
Google. I always say Google, Google. is like our new university. Like what can't you learn on there and YouTube? <laughs> right. It's and- like, it's like, you know, you always ask your mom questions. It's like, sorry, mom, I can just ask Google now. Yeah, exactly. You could know? be ask so the other specific. people in the world. <laughs> right. But talk sorry. to your mother too, or your father. I don't want to say don't talk to your mom or don't yes, ask your mom questions. Speak to your parents, Mom please. and then Google. There yes. you go. And dad, if, if he's a great advice giver too. And dad, <laughs> grandpa, grandma, whatever. So, they get it. Even though you've already achieved so much in your career already, Jessica, what else can we expect from you in the future? Do you have anything lined up? Some stuff that we can expect you in soon? Um, I do have, <laughs> yeah, I do have a movie coming out called A Hundred Lies. That should be coming out pretty quickly. Um. Uh, that I'm really excited about. It's about the music industry in Canada, um, in Toronto specifically. Um, it's very drama filled. It might be, it would probably be like PG 13. It's a little more racy than Heartland. Yeah. It's not so much M, but, um, it's a really good storyline and I'm excited about that. Um, and right now I'm very heavily considering opening up um, a production. That's something Ooh. I really want to do because I have a lot of writer friends and producer friends and we all have these like great ideas. And I'm like, how can we bring us all together and like function mm. like a well-oiled machine? Like let's get things out there. Let's great. And so that's been something heavily on my mind, but I'm actually moving back to like, I've moved back to Los Angeles. So most of my time has been set spent like setting up my mm. um apartment Whew, that was stressful. whole life there yes <laughs> oh my goodness um but I'm almost over the hill and so um it, it's nice to be back in Los Angeles but it was also really great spending time with family in Vancouver um but it, it's warmer here I gotta be honest oh yeah it's a lot warmer much warmer weather. That's what we like, especially right, right. Being, being right by the water. So jealous. I need to be actually it's make sure nice. one goal in my life. I've got to live by the water some, at some time. <laughs> you will. Eventually. I, I believe it for you. 100%. Thank you, Jessica. Um, you just Thank put you. it out there. It'll happen. Um, yeah. Yep. And then with, with acting, um, I'm really excited for my next character. Like, I, you know, when you like feel something coming, mm. it's like, oh like I'm about to get it's like in the back of my head but I just need to read it first yeah does that make sense manifest it into I your see- life there you go I think that's what brought <laughs> that it. thought to the other thought yeah I was like that's true law of attraction manifest it <laughs> right as long as you've got it as you just said about me being by the water yep you put it out there it'll happen <laughs> out there. yeah there we go there's my manifestation for the day well when it when it does happen which, you know, it will, as we just said. Come back on the show and tell I'll me about it, all right? I'll come back on the show, yeah. Yes. And I'll be like, we did that. We made that we happen. We did that. We manifested a, a beach it. behind you. I know. We're so powerful, all right? <laughs> right. And just have another I huge know. girl chat. That'll be so much fun. <laughs> I love a good girl chat. Oh, it's been so much fun. But before we move on yeah. to the game that I quickly mentioned to you before we started recording. What it. advice would you give to our audience who might want to follow their dreams of becoming an actor? You gotta love it. Mm. You know, if you have something to share, you know, some people have that outlet through a pen, some people through a microphone, an instrument, um, through a paintbrush, um, some people 
through doing math, through science, you know, but if yours is an emotional, like I need to convey something that only my face can do, my body can do, um, go for it because you have a story to tell. And if you have a story to tell, no one can stop you. And so you just got to love it. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter if you're good enough, give it a shot and study, 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 always join an acting class before you (laughs) get into acting because you want to make a good impression with casting directors and, you know, this entire, entirely new industry for you. Um, And and look for a mentor too. Mentors are really good because there's going to be a lot of people, you know, uh, if you want to come to this audition, pay $500, like, you know, little things that you're like, is this normal? Where someone would go, no, that is not normal. Like, um, be careful of things like that. And um, it's not something that's going to be, you know, you go for a couple auditions and you book the job and now, you know, you're starring on your own show. Like it's a very long process. I probably went to, I think it was like maybe 50. I, I don't know how many auditions my mother and I went to when I was a kid, but I remember my mom was like, are you having fun? Like we're just going to all these auditions and I just wouldn't book, wouldn't book. And so we actually, and this is where, you know, God comes into play. Um, one more audition. Um, and I went, okay, fine. And I booked the audition and then I didn't stop booking, but even then it was a lucky case. Some people don't book at all, but if, if you believe in yourself, like you will find an outlet to share your story. It might not be brought to you, but you can make it happen. No one can tell you that you can't do something, no matter where you came from, what you do, like, like follow your dreams as cliche as that is, but do it. Why not? If you, if you fail, try again. If you still love it after you fail, you're in the right industry. Oof. That gave me goosebumps. That was such a great line. I love a good goosebump. (laughs) Goosebump. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Jessica. I really hope people do take that on board and go follow their dreams as well. It doesn't have to be acting, guys. It can be anything. Just make sure you wake up every day loving what you do. That's my absolute favorite quote. Because you only live once. I agree. Why wake up? That, that's you? another great one. Oh, thank exactly. you. Exactly. I can't take credit for You're that one. You're doing though. it right now. You're literally doing it right now. Exactly. See, I made it happen, you guys. What you preach. Uh, Eleven yeah. years ago. <laughs> there you Crazy. go. I still can't believe I just said that. Eleven years. Whew. Anyway, <laughs> that's impressive. I know. Sticking for something that long. <laughs> right but you're making it happen you know some things to, things like that take time exactly definitely does but it's so worth it it's like as you just said all those auditions but all you need is that one break guys for me it was just right. that one interview to bring all the there fans you in you know <laughs> totally looking for news that is fair and unbiased visit our friends over at our shout media for all the latest news from Australia and around the world, as well as their own weekly podcast, Our Shout Media delivers news that you can trust. Check them out at ourshoutmedia.wordpress.com. Our Shout Media, news delivered the Australian way on us. Did you know Rave It Up Now has a private Facebook group where we give away regular prizes and you get to have a sneak peek at what we're up to? You'll get to see some fun behind the scenes action and can be part of the interview process yourself just like a real journalist. So come join us and share your passion for entertainment with all of our other fans. 
Just search Rave It Up Community on Facebook and we look forward to getting to know you. Well, I think it's time to have even more fun now, Jessica, with oh, a no. game. Yes, it is time for the legendary two-minute hot seat. So what we do is I ask you various questions and you just have to pick your preference. So it's like dogs or cats, okay. singing or dancing. And when we, you have to answer as many questions in two minutes as possible. So I'll have a stopwatch. And then when we finish... Do you have, like, a high record? Do you have, like, a... Yes. I was just about to say that. So when we finish, i got a leaderboard here. And we see where you sit on the leaderboard up against everyone else. So I'm I'm sure you want to beat your former Heartland co-star, Graham Wardle. He answered 51 questions. So as long as you beat that, you'll beat him. (laughs) Yeah, I can see him there. Okay. Okay, Um, I'll give it my go. And I did also play because some other interviews, I just didn't have time for it with other Heartland interviews. But uh, Gabriel Hogan also played it, who played Peter oh, in Heartland. Gabe oh, no. was great. He answered 49. So he was just a little bit under Graham. And uh, Kevin McGarry. That probably really bothered him. Yeah, who <laughs> played McGarry, Mitch, okay. M- Michelle's right. nearly husband. Um, <laughs> uh, answered He's 40. awesome. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, they, they all are. Um, answered 48. So 48, 49, and 51. Wow. Let's try try and get 50, like at least 51 though, hey? Yeah? Girl power. 52. 52. 52. We got to beat Graham. I'm very, I'm very indecisive. This is not, today I was asked, do you want a hot coffee or cold coffee? And I was like, you just asked me the worst question we are going to do all day. Yeah. So this one, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, you got to be quick for this if you want to get the 52 questions. <laughs> and if there's like one that you're like, eh, neither, just say neither. That's fine. I'll allow that. Got it. Do that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Here we go. You ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Apple or Android? Apple. Rap or rock music? Rap. Rock or pop? Rock. Pop or country? Country. Beach or mountains? Beach. Beach or pool? Pool. Sun or rain? Sun. Skiing or snowboarding? Snowboarding. Comedy or action? Comedy. Blondes or brunettes? Blondes. Sweet or salty? Uh, salty. Sunglasses or hat? Sunglasses. SUV or convertible? SUV. Mac or PC? Mac. PlayStation or Wii? PlayStation. Clean or messy? Clean. Singing or dancing? Dancing. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Summer or winter? Summer. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Will Smith. Mall or online shopping? Online shopping. Cinema or home movie? Cinema. Cake or cookies? Cake. Uh, Christmas or your birthday? Christmas. Cinema or home? Ice cream or gelato, sorry. Gelato. Cookies or cookie dough? Cookies. Family or friends? Family. Night or day? Night. Bus or train? Train. Straight or curly hair? Curly. Eye color blue or brown? Uh, Both. Vampire or werewolf? Werewolf. 
Texting or calling? Texting. Los Angeles or New York? Los Angeles. Friday or Saturday? (laughs) Saturday. TV or movies? TV. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Snow or surf? Surf. And we're out of time. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That was intense. (laughs) The the New York Los Angeles one. That I killed gave you like a couple like, oh. of extra seconds there because I screwed up there. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give you a couple of extra seconds there. <laughs> did uh, did I get 45? Oh, so close. You've answered 42. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh, no. It just means you have um, to come back on the show. Now you kind of know what to expect. I practice. You'll start practicing like making decisions. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm going to like, I'm going to run that through with people right now. I'm going to be like, hey, can you quiz me? Can you like really quickly the questions? <laughs> yeah, I need to beat 51. Need 52. <laughs> All right, 52. Yeah, How long great. Was that? How many, what, at what like time did you? That was in two minutes. I so I gave you like two minutes and two seconds. <laughs> wow, okay. I'm going to practice. And then when I'm back, you're going to be like. You're going to be like, whoa. I'm going to be like, wow, I can't even keep up with you. <laughs> right. I'm going to be That's asking the, the questions and answering the questions. What? <laughs> so fast. You can if you That's want. Funny. That would be impressive. <laughs> but that would also be kind of against the point of the game. So Yeah, exactly. That's fun. That would just make that. the time even longer for you. But I'm glad you had fun. People love that yeah, game. And so uh, for, fun. for a while, like I was doing more interview, like a longer interview than actually the game. And I was like, and people were asking where it went. And I was like, okay, I'll bring it back. <laughs> and people love it. So thank you very yeah, much. I'm glad was, you had fun. Uh, like I, I lost, I lost and it was still fun. So there you go. Exactly. Losing can be fun. I, I, I do that with the leaderboard because people love that competitive element. It's not just if, if they had as oh, long totally. as they want. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great for the fans. They get to know you better if the answers are actually honest <laughs> and then there's a competitive fun element for it yeah i love the game too it's my favorite part of the interviews <laughs> that yeah i had a great time but as we're getting to the end of the interview now jessica it's got very quickly i'm like oh my god it's been an hour yeah. like what the hell <laughs> but as a closing statement and was probably the most important question knowing what you know now what would you tell your 14 year old self to not be hard on myself be mm. easy. Be easier on yourself. Yeah, definitely. Because you know, I look back and it's like I was self-conscious about how I look and all of these things, and it really had nothing to do with what matters. It was just inhibiting me from pursuing things more freely. So mm. it's like um, insecurities and self-consciousness. It's unavoidable at sometimes, but nobody is judging you the way you're judging yourself so I would definitely be like hey Jess like just chill you're fine be good to yourself that's what I would say Mm. I always say confidence is something we constantly have to work on because some days we're really confident some days we're not it's just it's being human I'm sure everyone can relate to what you just said (laughs) right and I just don't think that the confidence should derive from what you look like that day oh definitely you know yeah. And I think that's something, you know, especially as an actress, I can get caught up in, oh, like, why did I make that face? Oh, I look weird. And I'm like, you're, you're 14 years old. Chill. Yeah, exactly. No one cares. You're young. No one cares. Child. Yeah. <laughs> just, just just be happy. Hmm. Yeah. 
And before we go, if our audience want to contact you, find out what you're up to in the future, check out the new movies, TV shows, whatever, uh, where should they go? Where should we go follow you? Uh, Instagram. My Instagram, uh, my Instagram account is uh, Jessica Kelsey with a K, Amelie, A-M-L-E-E. So it's my full name. Um, and then I also have JessicaKelseyAmelie.com as well. Okay, perfect. So those are good outlets or IMDb. Yeah, or exactly. Here. Everything is on here. Rave it up. <laughs> Come back on Rave it up. I definitely want yeah. to have you back. So any future projects, great. you let me know. You're awesome. You're very good energy. And I'm glad we finally got to do this and I can join the alumni yeah. and rave it up. Exactly. The Heartland alumni. Like, who yeah. haven't I interviewed now? I think only the only person I haven't interviewed yet is the girl who plays Georgie. And that's just like... Alicia. Come on, Alicia. Everybody wants you on. <laughs> she'll I'll get just, there. I'll just, just get just the fans just to nag her. You know, guys, just nag Alicia right. for me. <laughs> But otherwise, I've had everyone else on, so that's great. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. I know that that is dedication, right there, Jessica. Yeah, that is dedication. I'm Journalism. really glad that you had a lot of fun today, and everyone has learned a lot about you. I know I have. So, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me, and um, to all your fans of the podcast, um, thanks for listening or watching, um, and have a blessed day. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.